teachers can become some of the most profitable online business owners. It is all about choosing the right business model, implementing a few key strategies, and your mindset. Welcome to the Dream Builder Teachers Podcast. With thousands of listeners, it's the go-to podcast for helping teachers to grow an online business. I'm your host, Kristen, a former first grade teacher. I've been an entrepreneur for over seven years, and together, we are going to ignite your passion, create more income for your family, and make a bigger impact on the world. Let's transform your life and legacy starting right now. Hey, Dream Builder teachers. I am so excited to be joined with Dominique today. So Dominique is also a former teacher turned Pinterest strategist. And today we're going to be talking all about how you can use Pinterest in your online marketing for your course. And I think you'll get some really good insight from Dominique. So I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome, Dominique. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Kristen. Can you give us a kind of like a brief overview of how you got started in business? People are always super curious about how you started and how you ended up doing Pinterest. So can you share with us your story? Sure. I was a teacher, elementary age range, mostly in the primary classroom, doing special ed resource as well for about 14 and a half years. And then when I came back from, or when I finished my maternity leave with my second child, I knew it was time that I needed to step out of the classroom and focus more on the little ones that I have at home. I've got two little ones. They're five and three now. So it's been a few years. And I knew I wanted to be working at home. I knew I wanted to be available for them, but really had no clue what I wanted to do, what direction. And like a lot of people in that position, I think I fell down a whole lot of rabbit holes on in the online space, trying to figure it all out. One of those rabbit holes led me to meeting you, Kristen. And Which is awesome. Yeah. I'm, you always got to take something away from somewhere, you know, for sure. And I met you at a time that I thought that creating a course was the way I wanted to be going. It ended up not being the right direction for me. And through the process of following a bunch of random paths, ended up meeting another former teacher who had built her business around Pinterest marketing and had made a business of teaching other women to do the same thing. So through my connections with her, I kind of discovered the world of Pinterest and fell in love with the platform, how it worked, and realized that my passion was more helping others to build their business as opposed to um, focusing on the course creation side for myself. With that said, now I'm almost spiraling back to that and I'll be putting together a Pinterest marketing course at some point in the future and referring back to everything I got from working with you a few years ago, Kristen. Isn't that funny how like it, it kind of, we evolve, we never stay in the same spot we started in ever. I don't think anyone ever does in the online space. And you kind of evolve. And then when it all comes together, you realize why you had different steps along your journey and what they were actually there for and what the purpose actually held. So it's so awesome to see like how that's all coming together now. And even seeing the connections of who I've met in the online space that have led me to meeting other people that have led me to where we are now. We both know Jenna, who is got who got me started with Pinterest, and we also have some other mutual connections in the online space as well. And they've all been 
really important in leading me down the path to where I am today. Yeah, it's so awesome. I love watching your journey. It's so fun. So you have the two little ones at home. So you're trying to work from home. Plus you have them in childcare a little bit. Can you tell us what a typical day is like for you? I know things are a little different right now, but what's a typical (laughs) day like for you? Um, All right. So my son is in kindergarten. He is full-time. So generally get him on the bus in the morning and I've got all day without him. My three-year-old is in part-time daycare. So I've got her home three days a week. So generally try and focus as much as I can on working those three days that she's gone. And then I've got her home for two days. As you said, life is a little bit upside down right now. And I've taken a little bit of a sidestep back into teaching for a few weeks. So at this point, my business is running mostly in the evenings and weekends, which it's working because when I started or when I decided to work in the online space, I wanted the flexibility to be there for my kids. Becoming my son's kindergarten teacher wasn't quite what I meant by that flexibility, but (laughs) it's what has to be done for the next few weeks. So I'm really thankful that I actually have that flexibility and my business hasn't had to hit pause at all. Absolutely. And that's what it's about. I know both you and I, like, that's why we started in this is just having that flexibility, not necessarily being a full-time stay-at-home mom, but having the flexibility to have that professional life while also mm-hmm. being able to be, have that flexibility be there for your kids. Absolutely. So like, and that. if this past year has taught us nothing else, it's just be flexible and take it as it comes. And I'm really thankful that I started my online journey a few years ago and had some bases established before the pandemic hit and kind of turned mom life upside down for everybody. Right. And from my understanding, you live in Canada, so things are still shut down. You said there, right? So everything is pretty much the same as it was a year ago, or how are things different? Uh, We're even more locked down than we were last year when everything started. At the current moment, we're we're quite shut down. Stores are down to a 10% capacity. Most shopping that is not essential is not encouraged at all right now, unless it's curbside pickup. Our high schools are shut down. They're leaving our elementary schools open, but sporadically shutting down some areas of the province. And at the moment, COVID is pretty hot and heavy right around us within two miles of us we've got a lot of cases so it is it's still quite intense here right now yeah so there's not a lot happening outside of the home right now right what about um as far as vaccinations what does that look like in canada just curious they're rolling out they're coming it took a long time to get started we had a pretty slow start from what we're hoping here in Manitoba, but they are coming. So my, I know my husband and I are scheduled for next week. And in some ways that feels so close and so thankful for it, but in other ways with it being within a few miles of us. Now I say within a few miles of us, because up to this point, there hasn't been any in our local community up to this point. So just in the past few weeks, it's really starting to close in on our community. So the vaccine's, yeah, it, some days it feels pretty far away, even to be next week still. Mm-hmm. But some days it, I'm very thankful that we have them coming. Wow, that's so interesting. It's like it feels like we're worlds away, but we really aren't. 
you know, that's, that's so interesting. All right. So let's chat about how online course creators can use Pinterest for their marketing. Can you share with us? Most people probably didn't even realize that Mm -hmm. most of my audience probably didn't even realize that it's an option. So can you tell us how to get started or, um, just some little tidbits, some, you know, like little tips, whatever you've got to share. Sure. Yeah. So a lot of people, when they think of Pinterest, they think pretty, or they think do it yourself. They think the recipes, the crafts, Christmas decor, all of that kind of thing. And it certainly was, that's how the platform started, but Pinterest has evolved a lot. And now any niche or industry has the ability to be growing on Pinterest. Pinterest often gets lumped together with other social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And what I hear from a lot of people is I don't have time for another social media platform. I just don't feel like doing that. I'm not, I don't, my people aren't on Pinterest. Pinterest isn't a social media platform. Pinterest is really more akin to Google than it is to social media because it's a visual search engine. So what that means for content creators or course creators, if they're blogging or podcasting for their business, any sort of content creation is that if you're utilizing Pinterest, you're reaching a wider audience in a search engine and that content will actually live forever as opposed to a social media platform where it's going to disappear within hours on a lot mm-hmm. of social media platforms. You put in so much effort and work and it just falls from the feed so quickly. Whereas Pinterest is the opposite and your pins can actually gain traffic over time. So that's the biggest thing I find most people don't actually understand about Pinterest. Right. You, mm-hmm. you need to be there because it's a search engine and people are looking for what you have to offer. Mm-hmm, for sure. So when I'm talking to, I work primarily with educators, therapists, and like anybody who's really kind of trying to teach or coach. So educators, therapists, coaches, and really I primarily work with ones that are trying to reach moms and parents. So yourself, for example, you're working primarily with moms, teachers, that's kind mm-hmm. of your range. That's who I'm working with. Now, when I'm meeting with a new client, there's a few things that I really, they need to understand before they even write Pinterest off. Because so people, so many people are so quick to say, nope, my people just, they're not there. So the first thing is your people are there. I haven't actually found an industry that there isn't some value in Pinterest for. Like I said, your content lives forever It's the ideal platform for introverts, which I find a lot of teachers, especially kind of fall into that category when it comes to social media. They don't want to do the TikTok dances and be on social all the time. Whereas Pinterest is a lot more of a set it and forget it platform. Mm -hmm. As long as you've got your solid strategy in place, you don't have to be in there interacting on a daily basis. You don't have to have that same engagement level. Followers don't even actually hold a whole lot of value on Pinterest. So it's a great place for people like myself that are introverts that just kind of want to work behind the scenes, do their thing, get in, get out, and not um, be tied to the algorithms. Right, right. So when when it comes to Pinterest, like how... I know there's been some evolution of it from my mm-hmm. basic understanding, 
how much time does a person have to spend on Pinterest? Do you feel like to have success? Like if they have this one blog post, you know, I quite a few years ago, I took a course on Pinterest and it was all about how many graphics you should create. And it was a lot. Yeah. Has it changed? I mean, I think I've heard from other Mm. people that it has changed quite a bit, but I'm just curious, like, what's your opinion on that? Hey, if you are ready to scale your business without sacrificing the results that your clients get, even if you are currently maxed out with one-on-one clients, I want to invite you to my free three-day live course mapping workshop. During the three-day workshop, you will learn how to quickly remove procrastination and imposter syndrome barriers, the profitable problem framework for results-producing curriculum, and the secret formula for just the right amount of course content. Now, this isn't your typical webinar where we give you the basics, pitch you an offer, and send you out on your own. We are going to move the needle in this workshop. You will leave with your course mapped out you're definitely going to want to check it out. Check the show notes for the link. Otherwise, go to kristenmoss.com forward slash course hyphen mapping to check it out. Huge, huge changes in 2020. You're absolutely right. There used to be some, like if you took trainings in that, they were encouraging 30, 50, 60 pins a day. And the more, the better at really feeding that Pinterest machine. In 2020, the whole Pinterest algorithm really took a complete overhaul. And now the platform isn't a more is better platform. It's quality over quantity. Okay. And most of my clients, I have down to about five to eight pins per day, which is a massive okay. difference from sure. you know, 50 to 60. So as far as time commitment with Pinterest, it's not a high time commitment required. And the nice thing with Pinterest is that you can sit down once a month, do it all in one sitting and be done. And that's where the set it and forget it comes sure. into play. Most of my clients, once we've gone through and established a really solid strategy and they know exactly what their goals are, why they're doing what they're doing Mm -hmm. and how to reach their audience. Most people who are blogging, let's say blogging, podcasting, let's say they have one piece of content a week that they want to be working with Mm -hmm. on average seven or eight hours per month. So break it down an hour to a week at the most, most people, it's really closer to probably under an hour once they get that solid strategy. In sure. place. That's what you are providing. So that's the t- amount of time you're spending on Pinterest, right? Right. Okay. So for myself, some of the services that I provide, I work with people who just want a, a strategy. So I'll work one-on-one with them to create that Pinterest strategy, create that schedule and set them up. So they know what they need to do day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month to see Pinterest growth. I also offer Pinterest management services where that's, you pass everything over to me and you don't have to touch it at all. I run it in the background and then kind of between the two. So you've got the do-it-yourself that people that want that strategy, but they want to take care of everything on the back end themselves or the ones that want to hand it over. And then in the middle, I also offer account setups and optimization and strategy creation. So I do the initial front loading work for them. 
and then pass it over. So then, then they can start doing that one or two hours a week or six to eight a month, depending how they want to work their time. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So you are designing the pins, right? And then you are pinning them for, if it's the, if you are doing it for them, right? Right. And then what's the next step? So then they it's pinned on Pinterest and then Mm -hmm. Where does it go from there? Do they get leads, email leads, or how does that work? Yeah. So when you're thinking of your sales funnel, Pinterest is your top of funnel. That's when people are in discovery mode. That's when people are looking for what you have to offer. People head to Pinterest for inspiration. They head for solutions, answers to questions. So for yourself, Kristen, somebody might head to Pinterest and type in work at home for teachers. Mm-hmm. They're looking for discovery. They're not looking for you. They are not looking for your particular business. They have a problem and they need a solution to it. Right. So when we can present ourselves as the authority and the solution to their problem, mm-hmm. from there, they're clicking on our pins, which can lead them to really anywhere you want to lead them to. It could lead them to a blog post, a podcast, your Instagram account a YouTube video that you've created. So you're bringing them into your world. And then what happens from there is going to look different for everybody. For a lot of people, that's where they want to get followers added to their email list. Mm -hmm. That's where they want to convert to a sale. But one way or another, you're bringing that person into your world, bringing them onto your website, bringing them onto your social media, so that they can get that no like and trust factor. Um, right. Whereas other social media platforms, say Instagram, for example, their goal is not to have people leave the platform. That's why it's hard to get like the link in your, like the, the swipe up link and stuff. That's not their goal. They don't want people leaving. Pinterest, the whole point is to leave. <laughs> they discover you, they leave and stop scrolling Pinterest. That's what we want to be happening. And those keywords are so important, right? Where they, we have mm-hmm. to figure out what is it that people are actually searching for, right? Because that's yeah. what it comes down to. Like you said, what is it that people are searching for? It's funny because sometimes you have to get in like their minds and think, yes. what are they looking for? What solution yeah. or how would they phrase this? And I think that's yeah. so important. For sure. And that comes down to, again, Pinterest being the search engine. They're there looking for something as opposed to where Instagram might be suggesting based on who else they follow, other things they like, other types of posts. But we really do have to think, what words are they using? How are they approaching their problem? What stage are they at? I think as educators and course creators, we tend to think further along the journey than where our clients actually are at. They don't know what they're looking for sometimes. They just know they have a problem. Um, so it is really thinking like our client, as opposed to having our teacher hat on or having our therapist hat on, we really need to know what are they searching? Yeah. And getting that traffic, you know, to your site, like you said, is so important. And a lot of times people don't know how to get that traffic. It's their biggest Mm -hmm. thing of how do I get people to see this? How do I get email subscribers? How do I get there? You know, like you said, it's, yeah. it's really that big traffic component yeah. and being smart about how you find that what they're looking for and bringing them in that way. For sure. We all have something great to offer 
And I know for myself, spent hours creating a pretty website, putting the corset together, doing all the things. But then I see, sit there and wonder, okay, now what? Now what? How do people mm-hmm. find me? And the answer to that is Pinterest. They're there looking for what you already have to offer. Right. Do you find that people have to go to Pinterest to search for your content or do they go to Google and search and then does Pinterest come up still? It can be both. Ideally, what we're trying to do is optimize for the Pinterest platform. But the beautiful thing about Pinterest is if you've done a really, really good job optimizing for the Pinterest platform, Google takes notice and almost says, oh, hey, Pinterest really likes that one and things are looking good on Pinterest. Let's borrow it. So if you've done an awesome job on Pinterest, you can start to see your Google search rankings increase as well. Wow. Cool. I didn't realize that. I know sometimes when I go to search something in Google, I've seen pins come up, but I didn't realize how that correlated. So that's, that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. I can see totally how this would work so well for people that are trying to get an organic traffic strategy to get more leads. And I always coach that you need both, like you need an organic and a paid. And, but the key is to always have something running and sometimes that organic mm-hmm. traffic, we just need to boost that. And it sounds like Pinterest is a really good option yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Pinterest can be great to run in the background for that organic traffic. It takes time. It is a slow burn platform, but once you get that, I'm Canadian. So I'm going to say snowball rolling. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, in Wisconsin here. <laughs> yeah. You know, once it gets going, you start to see that exponential growth. You're not necessarily going to see those quick highs that you're going to see on Instagram, but you're also less likely to see the quick lows that you're going to see on other platforms. For sure. For sure. What advice would you have for someone who is interested in getting started with Pinterest? Like, let's say they, they are saying, wow, this is really interesting. I didn't realize this was an option. What advice would you have for them? Be consistent. Pinterest awards consistency. So whatever you do, do it well and do it always. Don't jump in and start pinning 50 things and then jump off for two months and and come back and pin 50 things. That's not what Pinterest is wanting. They award consistency. The other thing to really be aware of is Pinterest is not the platform for you if you're not creating consistent content. If you only have your course URL, maybe a freebie, and your homepage for your website, Pinterest is not going to prioritize you in search if you continually post that same URL. So Pinterest is great for bloggers, podcasters, YouTube channels, if there's a consistent content strategy in place. Right. Because you're constantly producing new URLs then and feeding what we call the Pinterest machine. It it likes the fresh URLs. Consistency always wins. Yeah. If your blogging strategy is to post two blogs a month, great. Do it. Do it consistently and set up that strategy. But don't come in and pin five of those blog posts and then disappear for months before you do anything else on there. Yep. Consistency always wins. That's the hardest part, I think, for so many people is that consistency. So I'm so glad that you brought that up because people, I could see people starting the strategy thinking this isn't working, but what it really has come down to is they're just not consistent enough. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that goes to show for everything. I think with online marketing, it's, if you're not consistent, you're not going to see results. And as far as it's not working, when I sign on a client for monthly management, I do require a six month contract. The reason for that is Pinterest is a slow burn. We're not going to see anything really happening in the first few months of taking over an account um, because we're going to see the payoff of that consistency happening in month four, month five, and hopefully by month six, we're seeing some exponential growth happening. And I find a lot of people get really frustrated with that slow burn. They look at it and say, it's not working. I don't want to do this. When really they're actually so close to the cusp of it working before they just give up. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so smart of you to do a six month contract. That makes so much sense because it shows people that this is a long-term strategy and we have to put in the time and effort to get to that place. And I, I've known of some entrepreneurs that have done really well on Pinterest, that it it works really well and gets them email subscribers all the time. For sure. That's awesome. I love it. This is so great, Dominique. Thank you so much for being here. If somebody is interested in hearing more about what you do, what you offer, where is the best place to find you? Um, I am on Instagram and you've got my handle there to put in the show notes. Absolutely. And my website is just dominicdunlop.com. And if you're not sure if Pinterest is the right fit for you, just send me a message. I'd love to chat with you, see if it is the right place because it's not the right place for everybody. It just does depend on how your business model is set up, but I'd love to chat with you and help you figure that out. Right. Right. I love that. So awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I can't wait for people to hear all the goodness about Pinterest. Well, thanks for having me. And I look forward to hearing about the businesses that are on Pinterest. If your listeners are using Pinterest currently, I'd love to know about it and check out what you have to offer, especially other teachers. I love seeing what we've created using our teaching background. Yeah, so fun. And that's it for another episode of the Dream Builder Teachers podcast. If you are looking for more, come hang out with me over on Instagram. Just search for Dream Builder Teacher. And I would be so grateful if you could share the podcast with your friends by making a screenshot on your phone, popping it into your Instagram stories, and tag me at Dream Builder Teacher. See you next time.